As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. One of the reasons that I love studying the characters of the Bible is that, of course, they're given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, but they're given as definite examples for us. Some are positive, some are negative. All of them have some great truth for us. I remember years ago hearing someone say, you're not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself, so you have to learn from the mistakes of others. Well, that's so true. And, and sometimes you learn from the, the positive example of others so that you don't make certain mistakes. I believe that's why Genesis 50 is given to us at the end of Joseph's story because though these are lesser-known days, it's not lesser in importance. Every day matters until the day you see the Lord face to face. And Genesis 50 is helping us know how to finish well. And we've learned a first principle in the first 13 verses, and it is this. If you're going to, to finish your course with joy, you're going to have to remember those who taught you and honor those people. Thank God for those people. They're not perfect. You know, there's a tendency in our cancel culture age uh, to pick people to pieces, to find every bad thing they've ever said or done, and then to make that the defining thing on their life. I would caution you about that because remember that you reap what you sow. And so by the grace of God, the Lord has helped all of us fallen sinners. And aren't you grateful for the Jacobs the Lord has brought into your life who had their own failures, but they were wise enough to point you to God. And so Joseph honored his father. Now we come to the next verses, beginning in verse number 14. The Bible says, And Joseph returned in Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. <laughs> Let's stop just a minute. Obviously, they didn't understand the sincerity of Joseph's faith and forgiveness. They, they missed something somewhere because they've lived for years, uh, restored in relationship, reconciled to him. And yet, isn't it just like the, the devil to try to get his foot in the door, to bring up something from the past? Friend, let the past stay in the past. Leave it under the blood of Jesus and move on. Stop, stop thinking about it. Stop talking about it. Stop letting it define uh, every decision you make and every relationship you have. The accuser of the brethren is the one that constantly loves to dredge up things from the past. God doesn't do that. Now listen to verse 16. They sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Isn't it interesting? They're asking for forgiveness now. Joseph had given forgiveness many years previous to this. Uh, isn't that just like us sometimes? We're asking God to forgive what God has already forgiven. Maybe the problem is not that we've not been forgiven. Maybe the problem is that we've never fully accepted the forgiveness. 
Uh, we've not allowed that to become a, a reality in our own hearts. This really told more about them than it did about Joseph. And I, I think it's interesting. They're trying to use their earthly father and his words, which we're not even certain he spoke. Perhaps they conjured them up. But they're trying to use the earthly father to gain forgiveness. They missed a, a valuable truth, and it was this. Joseph did not forgive his brothers because of his earthly father. He forgave his brothers because of his heavenly father. We don't ever forgive people here because of, of earthly reasons. That's not real forgiveness, not for a follower of the Lord. No, we forgive for heaven's sake. We forgive because we have been forgiven and because we see God at work in it all. I love the tenderness here. Joseph wept. That's spoken of Jesus, isn't it? Jesus wept. Uh, tears are not a sign of weakness. They're a sign of great strength. And here's a man who is broken because his brothers are so, are so uh, fearful of him at this moment. The Bible says in verse 18, And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? I love that. Don't try to take the place only God should have. Don't try to be God in somebody else's life. And don't let somebody else be God in your life. God is God and we are not. And then one of the most famous verses in the whole story, Genesis 50 and verse 20, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You thought evil, but God minute unto good. So let's add this today. If you want the last chapters of your life to be what they ought to be, if you want the story to end in victory and in blessing, then not only do you need to remember those who taught you and honor those people who instructed you, but then you need to leave all the details of your life in God's hands. That means the good and the bad. And it means yourself and others. Uh, what you're thinking and what they're thinking, what, what you feel and what others do, all of that has to be kept in God's hands. Leave it there. I don't know about you, but through life, I, I have a pretty easy time putting things in God's hands. It's leaving them there. That is the challenge for me. I like taking them back into my own hands. Maybe that's what these brothers thought. Maybe they thought that at this juncture, Joseph would take matters back into his own hands. You know, when I take matters in my own hands, I just make a mess of it. But when I leave those things in God's hands, what a beautiful thing God does with it. Let me give you a couple of applications here today of this principle. In verse 17, we see Joseph keeping a tender heart. Could I recommend to you that you keep your heart tender and sensitive toward the Lord? You know, it's interesting. Joseph is a much older man here. And did you know there's a tendency in life, the older you get, you get calloused. You get indifferent. Uh, you, you can even get cynical and sour if you're not careful. I've prayed, dear Lord, don't let me become a sour old man. I want, like Paul said in Acts 20, 24, to finish my course with joy. I don't want to just finish on the right side. I want to finish on the bright side. Keep your heart tender towards the Lord, uh, sensitive towards God and not overly sensitive about everything that happens to you. Did you know when you're sensitive to the Lord, you won't be too sensitive about what people say and what people do because your heart is right with God. And then in verse number 19, he not only stayed tender, he stayed humble. Here's a man who's second in charge in the land and has the power in his hand to do anything he wants to his brothers, 
and the first words out of his mouth, doesn't this sound just like the Lord? Fear not. In other words, I don't want you to live in fear. And then he asked this famous question, am I in the place of God? And the answer to that is no. No, no one should take the place that only God should have. And here's the beautiful thing. When you stay close to God, he will help you stay tender and stay humble. You don't keep a tender heart and a humble spirit by trying. You keep a tender heart and a humble spirit by staying close to God. Here's the beautiful truth. Joseph wasn't just living in the presence of God in the early days. He lived in the presence of God to his last day. May the Lord help us all to live in his presence and leave all the details in his hands. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in his presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in his presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord. Thank you.